Hi there, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. I'm a graduate student, I'm a future registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. My goal here on Feed That Nation is to create content all about college life, college health, and college wellness to help you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your student experience. I upload new podcast episodes right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platforms every Wednesday, and I upload new vlogs all about college life, my life, food, nutrition, my garden, I'm moving, my haircut, my job. Honestly, we have a lot of fun on Saturdays. <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel if you have not already. We have just reached 50 subscribers, which is so, so exciting. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed so far. If you haven't, go ahead and do it. I promise you won't regret it. Also, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Before I get any further, I also want to encourage you to go down to the description box below and click on my link for Coconut Whisk. Coconut Whisk is a Minnesota-based company. They were recently recognized by Airy Real, which is so amazing. Coconut Whisk produces allergy-friendly, vegan, and gluten-free baking mixes. They've got mug cake mix, they have cookie mix, muffin mix, pancake mix. I have loved, honestly, every single one of the products that I have tried so far. Right now, they've got their limited edition pumpkin spice mug cake. Now, if that doesn't sound awesome, I don't know what does. And guess what? I finally have a microwave after I don't know how many years of college living without a microwave. A friend of mine was redoing her kitchen and had a microwave she didn't need anymore. And it is mine now. I have a microwave. I am so excited to finally be able to make microwave stuff with my own microwave. Yay. And I hope you guys are just as jazzed as I am about microwave mug cake and everything else. If you are, go ahead and click the link down below for Coconut Whisk. And if you use my coupon code, FeedThatNation, you get $3 off your order and I receive a small commission. Everybody wins. Go check out Coconut Whisk. Before we get into this episode, I'm going to give you, as per usual, my food, my follow, and my fun for the week. My food this week is something that I think I've been making for years now. It's just a little snack. Usually sometimes it's dessert for me. Sometimes it goes with breakfast. It kind of depends, but I love peanut butter banana smoothies. Quite honestly, I don't think I've ever really measured what goes into my smoothies, but this recipe is usually one banana frozen or fresh. And then I add a really good dollop of peanut butter, a splash of milk, a good dollop of Greek yogurt. And then if I haven't used a frozen banana, I usually throw in some ice cubes just to make sure it gets nice and cold. Blend it all up until it's smooth. Honestly, it could be a milkshake. It is so good and creamy and sweet from the peanut butter. Oh my gosh, you guys have got to try it. Obviously, if you're allergic to peanut butter, go ahead and try another nut or seed butter. I really like sunflower seed butter myself. I've found it to be really good. Obviously, you can use whatever milk you want. It doesn't have to be dairy. If you're allergic to bananas, I don't really know what to tell you, sorry. But if you can, go ahead and make yourself a peanut butter banana smoothie. 
given the topic for this week's podcast, I will not be giving you a follow for the week because that would just encourage the screen time. So my follow for the week is for you to follow your heart. That is so cheesy. Never mind. Um, but seriously, take some time off of your screens this week and do something that you absolutely love. Take some time, go on a walk or a hike, take photos, bake something new, have a really great conversation with a socially distanced friend. No social media recommendations for you to follow this week, just follow your heart. And along those lines, my fun for the week is for you to read a childhood favorite book. I was such an avid reader as a kid. I read all the time, probably more than I should have because I would read during class or read instead of doing my homework, but I loved to read as a kid. I still love to read, and honestly, it is so fun sometimes to go back to books that I really liked as a middle schooler or a high schooler and just reread them and re-enjoy them. So that is my recommendation for you this week. Something fun, go reread a childhood favorite book. So we're getting settled into the new school year. Some people have been in school for weeks already. I've only been in school for about a week. I started last Tuesday and it is Sunday as I am filming this. And I don't know about you, but I am already kind of feeling the Zoom fatigue as it's been dubbed. I'm definitely feeling a lot of screen time burnout. And you guys know I also recently started a job in which I also spend a lot of time on the computer, so I'm definitely also feeling the screen time burnout from that as well. And so I wanted to create this podcast this week to talk about kind of how we as college students can combat that because we're kind of stuck in a situation in which we don't really have a choice but to be on our screens, you know, when we're socially distanced, when we're doing school, when we're doing work, we have to be on our screens. There are things that are absolutely necessary for us to complete on our computer or on our phone. And that's not our fault, but we do need to be taking care of ourselves so that we're avoiding as much of the Zoom fatigue and screen time burnout as we can because taking care of ourselves is going to help us to be happier. It's going to help us to be more successful in our coursework and in our jobs. It's going to help us to be healthier. So that's sort of what I wanted to tackle today. And I think I have a lot of more practical tips, I hope, just for what you can do to sort of rearrange the way you've been doing school and doing your screen time so that you're avoiding burnout as much as possible. And if you're interested, I have a video all about burnout. I will link it in the description below. It is one of my OG first videos on this channel. And I am so proud of that video. Honestly, sometimes I still go back and watch it sometimes just for inspiration when I'm feeling burned out. So burnout is so real. It happens when we aren't taking care of ourselves the way we need to be taken care of. And we feel anxious. We feel depressed. We feel like the things we're doing don't matter. We don't get joy out of the things we used to get joy out of. And we find ourselves resenting the things that we have to do because we're not taking breaks and taking care of ourselves. And the same absolutely applies to screen time burnout and Zoom fatigue as well, because we aren't really used to being on our screens as much. And yeah, there's the big joke about how our generation, the, the late stage millennials, the Zoomers, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it, we're on our phones all the time. But 
I feel like there's a big difference between being on your phone because you want to and as like a stress reliever, as a way to connect with friends, and being on your phone and being on your computer because you have to. And compiling that have to be on your screens with all of the anxiety and the frustrations and the unknowns that are coming with the current pandemic. In terms of practical tips, probably my biggest like number one tip for avoiding Zoom fatigue and screen time burnout is to minimize all unnecessary screen time. And what I mean by this is as much as you can to the extent that you can, can you turn what would be a video call into a series of emails or even a phone call? You know, can you move some things around so that you're not sitting in front of your screen for eight hours a day? You know, could you do a couple of hours to watch some lectures one day and then attend a class the next day and do homework the day after? Take the time to make sure that you're not just sitting in one spot all day, staring at your screen all day. And I think along with that, something that I really struggled with living in a small apartment, which will be changing very soon. If you watched one of my very recent vlogs, you will know that my husband and I recently bought a house and we will be moving shortly. And so we're very excited to have a little bit more space to spread out, but I'm also very excited to be able to have like a designated spot in the house where I do homework and have that be my homework schoolwork spot and then have that spot be separate from where I watch Netflix and where I do things on my screens that I enjoy. I do really well with compartmentalization and whether you have a learning disability like I do or you're just a neurotypical person, most people do better with that type of compartmentalization, which is why, believe it or not, why most people don't choose online school if they have a choice because a lot of people like having in-person interactions. They like having school be school and work be work and home be home. And so something that's really been helpful for me is to try to, to the extent that I can, to the extent that it makes sense in where I'm living now, which is pretty small, not a lot of space, have homework time be homework time in a homework spot and have leisure time be leisure time in a completely different spot. Obviously this doesn't always happen, but you know, when I can, I will do Zoom calls sitting here in my chair with my computer on my desk and then when I'm done, I will get up and go into the living room and maybe I'll watch a YouTube video or maybe I'll do something else fun on my phone. And that has really helped me. Something that's also helped me with a lot of the Zoom fatigue from all the video calls has been to decide and be really mindful and self-aware about being present. If I'm going to attend a Zoom class or a Zoom lecture or webinar, I want to make the conscious choice to be present for that and not to just have it going on in the background while I'm working on something else. So if I'm going to go to class, I will do my best to close all of my other tabs on my computer, have Zoom open as a full screen. Sometimes I'll take notes by hand in a notebook or on a whiteboard. And all of that just helps me really like tune in and it also forces me to plan ahead and rearrange the other things that I need to do that day or that week so that I'm not trying to complete them during the Zoom class or during Zoom lectures or while watching uh, recorded lectures. Obviously, it's not ideal or practical for everyone to have a designated spot for just homework and work-related stuff. If you're in a dorm room right now, you probably don't have a lot of space for anything. And so my tip for you is if you can't have one designated spot for school, 
make sure that you're switching it up. Maybe you watch a Zoom lecture sitting on your bed and then you go to Zoom class sitting on the floor by the closet and then you do your homework sitting at your desk. Switch it up if you can. Even take it outside if the weather's nice where you live and you can watch some lectures with Wi-Fi access outside. Do that, switch it up. Something else that I found really fun is to kind of put a little bit more effort into my Zoom background. You guys know that I recently redid this corner of my kitchen, which I will be having to take down and reassemble in our new house, but not the point. And I really love having this spot now because it means my Zoom background is a nice color. It means I'm sitting in a chair that's a nice color. It means that my desk is in the right spot for propping my computer up on. You know, I like having my candle and my lamp and my little fake plant. Like this spot helps me to kind of get in the mood for getting work done because it's a spot that I like. And so to the extent that you can, can you jazz up your Zoom spot? Obviously, again, not practical for everybody. You might not really have a choice as to where your Zoom spot is, you know, but do what you can. Or maybe you can do something to jazz up your Zoom outfit. Maybe it's your goal to brush your hair and put on a nice shirt or a scarf or something for every Zoom class. Maybe that is your something special to jazz up your Zoom background as you're really doing a little jazzing up for yourself. Whatever works, because Obviously this isn't 100% realistic 100% of the time, but I try to set myself up for success in making Zoom class and Zoom lecture and homework not necessarily something I look forward to, but certainly doing my best to minimize, you know, making me dread it. Because obviously I don't want to do homework sometimes. Obviously I would rather do anything else than watch a 30 minute PowerPoint lecture, you know, but since we got to do what we got to do, do your best to make it something that you enjoy or find a neutral space. Find acceptance if you can't find joy. Ooh, that was a metaphor for real life. Darn. Go me. Something that I found really helpful for if I just have kind of a long day planned of getting stuff done is to make sure that I am soaking in the sunlight or soaking in natural light or brighter lights. This spot right here above the camera, above the window, I have a ring light set up. If I tilt my head the right way, you might be able to see its reflection. Not the point, but it is so much more enjoyable to work in a space that's brightly lit, for me at least, especially when that light is sunlight. But if it's not sunlight, if you don't have a good window where you are or the space where you are doesn't have great lighting, move some lamps around, you know, light a candle, move the shades, do something so that you've got a little bit more bright light going for you. Something also that my husband and I have been doing a lot lately is because our apartment has a little patio, we will just kind of, whenever we need a break, whenever we're switching tasks, whenever we have a minute, we'll just go outside for a minute or two and admire our plants. And even if it is just for a minute or two, it is so worth it and it's so nice. It really is a good way to kind of shift your mood, a good way to transition between tasks, just to take the time to go outside. If you can't go outside, if that's not practical for you, open a window or go for a walk down the hall or do 10 jumping jacks. I know that sounds so nerdy, but like move your body a little bit when you can. Something that's really helped me as a college student with ADHD and something that could very well help you whether or not you have a learning disability is 
because I can be a bit time blind, meaning that I'm not always aware of how much time is passing or is not passing while I'm doing a task, I like to set timers on my phone so that every hour or so or every 30 minutes, I can take a break, I can stand up and stretch, I can eat or drink something, I can transition between different tasks, whatever I need to do. Having timers set just to kind of pull me out of whatever I'm working on and bring me back to reality for a second is really helpful. Also, in a weird way, it gives me something to look forward to because then I'm not like constantly looking at the time. Because usually if I pick up my phone to look at the time, I'm going to inevitably see that I have a notification and then I'm going to scroll and then before I know it, 20 minutes have gone by and I haven't gotten back to what I was doing. And another thing that's really helped me with that, if you're somebody who struggles with just picking up your phone and then having a hard time putting it down, is I like to put my phone in airplane mode sometimes or do not disturb mode, but airplane mode really does a lot better for me because what that does, it essentially just turns everything off. It, you know, shuts off data, but then you can also shut off Wi-Fi so that your phone really isn't receiving anything for however long you have it in airplane mode. And so sometimes if I'm really needing to get something done, I will put my phone in airplane mode while I'm working and then I'll, I'll do a 25-5 or a 30-15 kind of method where I'll work for 25 minutes and then break for 5 or I'll work for 30 and break for 15 or however I'm feeling that day. Sometimes it's like a 15-15, whatever you got to do to get it done. But I will only have my phone out of airplane mode when I am braked to actually take a break and then when I go back to working on what I was working on I will put my phone back in airplane mode so that I'm not constantly tempted to check it for notifications. One final schoolwork tip if you are somebody who is just so tired of being on your screen do as much as you can off your screen. If you have access to a printer and you can print print off some of the readings that you have to read and take them with you. Go outside read them and write on them with a pencil or pen, or maybe you have the opportunity to make study guides. Make your study guides by hand instead of typing them out. Can you even take quizzes or write essay questions by hand and then add them into the online quiz later? I know that seems like a lot of work and it kind of seems tedious, but if you're somebody who's just really struggling with the amount of screen time that you're having to do, take some of that offline. I think also something really practical about the amount of screen time that we as college students are having to do is we need to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies and my sister-in-law the occupational therapist and so many other healthcare professionals and healthcare students that I'm friends with all harp on this all the time but make sure that you're taking care of your body when you're on your screen when you're on your computer make sure that you're drinking water if you need to Fill up your water bottle before you even sit down to work or pour a glass of water before you sit down to get your work done. Make sure you're eating when you need to be eating. Make sure that your desk height and your chair height are appropriate. If you need to, invest in chair cushions or a laptop stand to raise your laptop. Even things like ergonomic mouses or those pads that sit in front of your keyboard or in front of your mouse pad blue light glasses even if you don't wear normal glasses all of these things can be really helpful in making you more comfortable and avoiding more chronic issues like pain i've been noticing with the amount of screen time i've been doing that i've been having a lot of wrist pain and kind of wrist discomfort so i've been looking for solutions to that it is really important to be taking care of your body because our bodies aren't really used to this 
you know, I really don't want COVID to end and then five years down the line, everyone my age has arthritis because of our awful posture and our terrible computer health, you know, while we were in quarantine. And this is something that if you're really struggling with that kind of issue and you are having a hard time financially, you can reach out to your student resource center or your disability resource center on campus and kind of talk them through what you're going through. And a lot of campuses are having special funding and special equipment that they can send to students because maybe your school could send you one of those ergonomic mouse pad things. You know, maybe your school could help you afford blue light glasses or something else. Maybe your school could help to send you a laptop stand or an appropriate chair. Whether you're on or off campus, I would really encourage you to reach out to your school for resources if you need them and to work with them to get what you need. Because like I keep saying, and like I said at the beginning, this sucks. And I hate saying this because it makes me feel kind of yucky, but there's not a whole lot I can do to change the situation right now. I would never have signed up for an online master's degree, but that's what I'm doing. And so I have to do my best to, if I can't find joy in the situation, to find acceptance and to be taking care of myself regardless. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Feed That Nation. If you have, please go ahead and leave me a comment below. Let me know how you've been taking care of yourself and avoiding Zoom fatigue and screen time burnout during quarantine. Let me know your best tips and tricks for getting school done when you're at home. Again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you to my 50 subscribers. That is so exciting to have 50. What a nice round number. I am so happy about it. Please go ahead. If you like my channel, if you like my content, tell your friends and family about me. Tell your classmates about me. Heck, tell your roommate about me, even if you don't like them. I mean, <laughs> I upload new podcast episodes every Wednesday and I upload vlogs every Saturday. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Definitely remember to go ahead and check out my link below for Coconut Whisk. And if you order something using my coupon code FeedThatNation, you receive $3 off your order and I receive a small commission. Everybody wins. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.